Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help for You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. There always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now, you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello, and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, Maximize Your Social Media Presence for Greater Visibility, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, Links can be located on our YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Jerry Foster, known in the branding world for over 30 plus years as the big branding guy, is a highly accomplished brand strategist and president of Jerry Foster Branding, a brand development and training company based in Los Angeles, California. Hailed affectionately as the branding evangelist, Jerry is the creator of the Big Brand Formula, which shows small business owners how to create a big brand and a strong message that sells so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it easier to get new customers. So welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Candy. It is an honor to be here. Well, I'm so glad to have you. This is going to be a great topic we're going to discuss. Uh, but before we get into like the meat of the topic, I would love for you just to share a little bit more about yourself and how you actually got into doing what you're doing. Oh, uh, and I'll share that in a quick story. I was at a networking event probably, I don't know, 25 years ago or so. There were 300 people there in the room. And the organizer said, please stand up if you're in the same field that you majored in in college. Mm -hmm. And I stood up with two other people. So three out of 300, right? So wow. <laughs> my educational background is I went to USC, uh, undergrad and grad school. And I'm proud to say that I earned my way into USC. My parents didn't have to cheat my way into USC. As you know, we've been uh, kind of in the news for the wrong reasons the last couple of years because of the college cheating scandal. So I went to USC yeah. Marshall School of Business, earned two degrees, BS, master's degrees from Marshall, 
where I majored in marketing, deep study and branding, graduated with honors, blah, blah, blah. And then I went to work for P&G, Procter & Gamble. Hmm. And for those listeners who may not know this, P&G is who sort of wrote the book on branding. Mm-hmm. And so I worked in the field of brand management, which entails brand strategy. And so I was helping to grow some of their laundry brands like Cascade and Liquid, uh, Cascade and Aero Liquid Laundry Detergent. I also worked in the citrus juice and drink industry. And then I started my brand development and training company full time in 1985. Mm. Yes, when dinosaurs are roaming the earth, the dawn of the personal <laughs> computer. <laughs> and so I love to share this story because I read an article once, Candy, was said that the average American changes their job 10 to 15 times in a lifetime. Wow. I've never done anything but branding my entire adult life. Hmm. I live and breathe branding. It's all about the brand. I get to do what I love to do. I do it the way I want to do it. And in the branding universe that I orbit in, I'm regarded as a bona fide branding guy, the real deal. Because there are a lot of people who throw that word around, as I'm sure you know, right. who say they do branding, and you find, oh, you find out, oh, you do logos, you do color schemes, you do the window dressing, right? And that's only a small piece of it. So right. I'm what's called a brand strategist, as opposed Fabulous. to So I would love to touch on specifically then, what does it really mean to have a brand? Like you said, you know, sometimes people say a brand is just a logo or a color, but What is really a brand and what does it mean to have a brand? To have a brand, it really means that you get to be the honey and not the fly. Mm. The honey attracts and flies chase. Think Mm. about that for a second. And when you are able to brand yourself or your company, because there's five types of brands. You can brand a company, a product, a service, a nonprofit, or yourself as a personal brand you're putting something out into the world. You're putting something out into the marketplace that is so strong and so special that people get pre-sold on you. And so business starts to come to you more so than you having to chase after it. Mm -hmm. And now what lies at the heart of that is your promise because the brand is a promise. Mm -hmm. And what you're promising is that your customer is going to have a certain kind of experience in terms of how they get to feel about working with you or purchasing whatever whatever it is that you have to offer. So that's the essence of it, which is what is that promise going to be? Mm -hmm. So obviously you have this promise that is kind of the brand that you're creating, but then how does that really work in terms of the marketing and having people recognize you? Absolutely. Well, I always tell people, Candy, you have to adhere to what I call the golden triangle. So if someone were to draw a triangle on a sheet of paper and they wrote the word brand at the top of the triangle and the word market in the lower left-hand corner, the word sell in the lower right-hand corner, it's all about a sequence, an action sequence, which is simply brand market sell, which simply means that you nail your brand down first and then you market and sell the heck out of it. It's always branding followed by marketing followed by selling. And I always tell people, small business owners specifically, that, listen, it's like a three-legged stool. Mm -hmm. All three legs have to be in place. If one leg is missing, if one leg is wobbly, you're in trouble. But it also suggests, Candy, that one leg is not more important than the other. 
Mm. Branding is certainly not more important than marketing. Marketing is not more important than selling. Selling is not more important than branding. They're equally important. Mm. But the three have to work together in harmony so you can have the impact that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And so at the heart of it all, the job of branding is to differentiate you. The job of marketing is to get people to pay attention <laughs> to what makes you different and want to desire it. And then the job of selling is to get people to pay for it. Mm -hmm. As I like to say it, Candy, branding will get you known, marketing will get you found, and selling will get you paid, okay? <laughs> get <laughs> known, good. get found, get paid. Don't get it twisted. The three have to work together because at the end of the day, we're all entrepreneurs. We're all in business for ourselves. It's all about being seen, being heard, and making money. Mm -hmm. So the marketing, sure, that comes later on, but most people are not ready for that yet because they haven't identified and nailed down their brand. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I've actually never heard that example of that three-legged stool, you know, and they all have to kind of be equal. So that makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, because marketing is not the holy grail. Mm -hmm. It's not selling because some people think, whoa, nothing happens until the sale is made, right? right. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. You know, I mean, it's all, they're all equal. They all work together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So, Obviously, it's important to have a brand then, but can you explain why it's so important then today? I think you started to touch on that, but to really help someone understand as a small business, because I think we get it like the big businesses, you know, you see Nike or you see, you know, these other brands and it makes sense. But for a small business owner, why is that so important? Because unless you're standing out and you're blending in, mm -hmm. you have a choice. Either you want to stand out be noticed and be remembered, or you can blend into the background with everybody else. <laughs> the latest statistic that I heard, Candy, was that there's 1.7 billion websites in the World Wide Web. Wow. And in the face of the pandemic, as we all know, we're in this virtual universe like never ever right. before. So here you are as a small business owner, and we're, we're all just like little stars in the sky. We're all floating around in the cyber universe. So if someone owns a small business, regardless of what it is that they do, a service provider or providing some kind of product or in the retail space, whatever, to not do all that you can to make sure that you stand out, get noticed, and I remember, then it's going to be very difficult mm -hmm. for that owner to prosper. Because in addition to this super crowded internet-based marketplace, the problem with not standing out is that you run the risk of feeling invisible. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I got to tell you, Candy, for so many people today, they feel as if no one's paying attention to them. Mm. Like no one's really noticing them. And so you probably have listeners listening to this interview today who may feel like that. Mm -hmm. And the frustration that comes along with that is when someone feels that they've got something special right. for the world. You know, mm -hmm. they've got a gift. They've got a skill. They have a talent. They have an ability. They've got some kind of expertise. And one of the most frustrating things for any owner is when you feel that, hey, I can make a difference. Mm -hmm. I can help someone. I can have impact. I can enrich the lives of people and no one really is even aware of you. Mm -hmm. So the solution to that 
is to what I do, which is to big brand yourself, to put something out into the world using the principles and the methods and the thinking that the big, the big branders use, right? And combine it with the best in entrepreneurial branding, which is what I do, so that you can make big things happen. Because at the end of the day, you either go big or you go home. Right. I think it's sometimes, it just feels so overwhelming for a small business owner. I know for myself too, I wear a lot of hats, right? You know, so I'm running the company and I'm the HR person and I have to figure out the marketing, (laughs) you know, like as an entrepreneur, we do so many different things. So, and especially now with everything going on, I'm sure business owners feel like strapped in terms of their time and figuring out, you know, do I have time to do all these things? So I guess, can any small business really create a brand and how much time, you know, do they really need to kind of put into that to get that started and out there in the world? Absolutely. Anybody can create a brand if they feel they have something of value to offer people. And the first decision that an owner has to make is, well, do you want to put out a product or do you want to put out a brand? Do you Mm -hmm. want to offer services or do you want to put out a brand? Because, Earlier, you used the word, big, you know, the big brands. So let's take a look at that for a second. Let's look at the bigger picture here. The bigger picture is we live in a brand conscious world. Mm-hmm. It's all about the brand. You go online, it's about the brand. You turn on the television, it's about a brand. Newspapers, celebrities talk about their brand. Mm-hmm. People today, when I say people, meaning consumers, prefer to do business with a brand. At any level. Why is that? Because with a brand, you know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And so if you look at some of the big, the big companies and we start asking ourselves, well, what can we learn from these big companies and these big brands? And they could be multi-billion dollar companies. Well, what you can learn from them is that they've mastered being the honey and not the fly. <laughs> because the key today is to do everything that you can to make it as easy as possible to get people to choose you. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, if you want a small business, wouldn't it be nice to have people choose you, seek you out as opposed to you having to chase after them? Right, of course. Because the heart of business is having great cash flow. Mm-hmm. So if the heart of a business is cash flow, which means having customers, then you've got to do everything that you can to do that as efficiently and effectively as possible. Mm-hmm. And so branding allows that process to be much easier, especially when you connect it with the marketing, because then the marketing requires fewer impressions to be effective. So therefore, $1 works like $5, and therefore you get a higher return on your marketing investment if you're putting out a brand. Mm-hmm. So it's that simple, it really is. And it's not hard to do because this is all strategy. Mm-hmm. This is not tactical. This is about outthinking your competition, not trying to outdo them in terms of how much money you have or don't have and all of that kind of stuff. No, you think strategically. You think in terms of where are the gaps in the marketplace? What is it that you could put out into the marketplace that would be looked upon as being thrilling and original? What could you put out into the marketplace that people are going to sit up, care about, and take notice of? That's the key, and anyone can do that. 
And Candy, my specialty is working with solopreneurs. I do a lot of work with independents, professionals, <laughs> practitioners, right? That whole crowd. Or maybe they're, they're in a company where they've only got a few employees or whatever. And I spend a lot of my work doing work with what are called service providers in terms of people who offer skills because branding a service is different than branding a product. And so, right. so, if, you, it's, so if you've got listeners out there, Candy, and they're in the service, any kind of service business, understand this, that your brand is more important than ever before because if you do not distinguish yourself, people are going to lump you in with the rest of the crowd mm-hmm. just by you telling them what you do. I'm, right. I, I'm, a, I'm a financial planner. Oh, really? I put you into the financial planning pile. I'm a, I'm a coach. Oh, really? What kind of coach? Life coach, <laughs> uh, business coach? Okay, I put you into that pile. Mm-hmm. And so people will slot you, pigeonhole you, put you into a box, come up with their own preconceived notions about what it is that you do and what you have to offer if all you simply do is tell people that you offer services. So now you went from being a brand to being a commodity. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's not a good way to go. Because <laughs> unless, you, unless you brand yourself, somebody else will. And the way mm-hmm. they brand you is probably not going to be the way you want them to brand you. Right. So on that note, then what would you say is required for branding success, you know? Well, the main thing is to first be in touch with the fact that you've got something golden. Mm-hmm. You've got to have that belief that you've got something that can be of real benefit to someone else. That's where it starts. It's a mindset issue. And most people, I believe, when they decide to go into business for themselves, especially if they have some kind of training, certifications, some kind of degree even, they, they are degree certified <laughs> in their field. My experience has been, and I'm very, and, and again, this is all I've been doing my entire adult life. So you're talking to someone... <laughs> Okay, <laughs> 30 plus years, I've helped over 100,000 small businesses from 600 different industries, okay? I mean, I pretty much have almost, I th- sometimes I think I've branded everything and everyone. But anyway, the point is that what I found is that if people first get in touch with their own magnificence, if, they are, if, they, if they're in touch that they are here on this planet for a reason, mm-hmm that they are not just here to take up space. If, if they discover their purpose, if they understand that they're here to have impact in whatever way, shape, or form that is to be, then they have every reason to want to put out a brand. Mm. They seriously, seriously want to be successful. So that's the first thing, which is belief in yourself. Because then the branding takes over and now you're able to do what, Candy? You are able to accelerate what you're here to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't want that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you're living in your passion, right? And people can see that. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. I guess that's the honey, right? <laughs> because living in your passion is mm-hmm. about you also making the decision that you are going to be purpose-driven and not money-driven. Mm-hmm. See, one of the, the, the things that has been proven about great branders, these 
multi-billion dollar brands, these global brands, these ones that are called super brands, household names, what people don't often realize is that those big old brands started off as a small business. Mm -hmm. Started by one person, maybe two, maybe three, in someone's garage, <laughs> a living room, a college dormitory, a kitchen. But they had a dream. They felt that they had something that could really, really impact the world. And they were not so much focused on how much money they wanted to make, but it was more about the contribution. Mm -hmm. It was more about, to your point, putting something out into the world that not only would allow them to accelerate what they knew they were here to accomplish, but something out into the world that would ignite their passions. Mm -hmm. One of the greatest joys of being self-employed, of being in business for yourself, is when we are able to wake up every day knowing that we are doing what we were born to do, meant to do, and are supposed to do. Because then you wake up every day with a sense of joy and personal fulfillment. And for most people, that's what we all want in this thing called business ownership is the freedom of that. Mm -hmm. Pursue our passions, to pursue those things that we love to do. Yeah, sure, we all want this, the lifestyle and all the things that can come along with that sense of independence, of course. But the thing that really drives us is the sense that, you know what? Destiny awaits me. Mm -hmm. And I can control my own destiny. Yep. That's the wonderful thing about being an entrepreneur. I mean, there's pros and cons, of course, to everything. But like you said, being able to live your passion and not be like, oh, I have to get up again and go to work today. You know? so, oh, my God. I, I tell you, Candy, my, my heart, um, when I look at the current situation with the, with the millions of people who are unemployed, mm -hmm. my God, when you look at the numbers in terms of the impact on the labor force in America from people who had jobs and probably thought they had job security and look what's going on. Mm -hmm. See, you and I, we don't have those conversations because one of the benefits of being in business for yourself is not only being able to call our own shots, we realize that we don't have to wait or depend upon other people to make magic happen in our lives. We get, we get to create our own magic. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I mean, I'm sure you're the same way, but my goal, of course, is to be helpful and, you know, being able to educate the entrepreneurs on what they need to be doing and avoiding the mistakes so they don't get, you know, notices from the government that you didn't do this and now you owe this, you know, so, so that's my passion and, you know, why I'm here to help people. And so hopefully, even in the downturns, and there are a lot of my clients too that are experiencing challenges right now too, because of the industries they're in. And of course, here in California, a lot of them have been told to shut down, but uh, still trying to help them through navigate you know, through that as much as possible. And those who even are thinking of starting a business now, because like you said, maybe they were employed and now they're not. And now it might be a good time for them to try to start, you know, and helping them know what they need to do. You know, So, but, so we all face the challenges, but for sure, I think being an entrepreneur, you at least have the opportunity to continue to work if that's what you want to do. Oh, absolutely. 
because you talk about startups, right? This is the golden opportunity to go into business for yourself. If you're willing to uh, dive into that minefield, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, there, there, there are treacherous waters, of course, that are associated with business ownership in any kind of industry, of course. However, the beauty of it, though, is you get to chart your own path and, and chart your own destiny that I was saying, you know, the path to your destiny. Now, this whole thing about the industry you're in, if you think strategically, you can, when I say strategic, I'm talking brand strategy here, okay? Mm -hmm. Then there's always opportunities in any market if you know where to look, okay? And the kind of work that I do is coaching business owners around how to find that opportunity in your space that maybe no one is looking at that allows you as a brand to say to someone, I have exactly what you've been looking for and you can only get it from me. <laughs> now, it's hard for people to do that on their own. That's one of the issues because people have their own little paradigms they get caught up in. So you have to be able to understand that, well, maybe I should be like, I, I love what you do, right? Maybe, maybe I need to, maybe I need to connect with someone like Candy or maybe I need to connect with someone like Jerry Foster, whatever, because it's hard to see the label when you're inside the bottle. Mm. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to see yourself in, when you're inside the picture frame, and I think that one of the problems with so many small business owners, particularly the independent professionals, is that they have these me myself and I conversations. They don't have anybody like you and I to talk to, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> to bounce ideas around. I once had a client once, Candy, and I and I said, I said, you know the job of your friends, your family, your spouse, your significant other, their, their role is not to help you with their business. That's not the purpose, their purpose in your life. I said, who do you talk to about your business? Who can you brainstorm with? Who can you strategize with? And she said, I talked to my chihuahua. <laughs> and then I asked another, another uh, client, I said, who do you, because I got fascinated by this topic. Who do you talk to? And she said, I talked to my cat. And here's the thing, Kenny, they, they're not joking because they're in there by themselves. Mm -hmm. And so part of the thing today, and I love the work that you do, Biz Help For You. What a brilliant name you have for <laughs> yourself. It's because there are people like you and I who are there to help you. Mm -hmm. And for no other reason than to have these kind of empowering conversations because we see things that they don't see. Mm -hmm. We've been there, done that, made those mistakes. Probably. Oh my God, been there, done that, <laughs> made the mistakes, bought the t-shirt, the cap, the mug, the, and the DVD. I mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but I know we started talking about too, and this is the time where a lot of people might be, you know, starting as an entrepreneur or even those who've been in business for a while, you know, money obviously is still something to be concerned about right now because of, you know, lower revenues and things. So is it costly to really do branding the right way? Like how would someone even know what to invest in and how to create that brand? 
Well, there's three levels of branding in the big picture sense. Level one is strategic branding. That's your foundation, okay? That's where you put together what's called your brand architecture, which basically means you pull together all the key components strategically that make up what's called a standalone brand. So you can say to the, the world and your marketplace, I've got a one of a kind, I'm the only, only one who does what I do the way I do it kind of brand. Those are the most successful brands, by the way, okay? <laughs> so that at the end of the day, you're saying the right things the right way to the right people. Now, in that foundation, foundational work, that can be done inexpensive. That's the kind of work that I do, okay? I'm a brand architect, basically, okay? Now, once that work is done, then you go to level two, and that's called visual branding. So in level one, the goal is to give your brand the strongest body, voice, and spirit possible. And the, and the goal in level two is to bring that to life visually. Mm -hmm. So now you're bringing in who? The marketing people, right? <laughs> so this is where the expense can come in. Mm, okay. Because now in level two, you're, you're talking about getting websites developed, online marketing campaigns created, social media, design work. Uh, creating podcasts, TV shows, you know, you got all these options, right? In terms of how to market your brand and get it out there. But, but that work has to be rooted in the foundation so that you have what's called brand synergy, which means that your marketing can be more effective. And then you go to level three, which is a level that has emerged in recent years, and that's called social media branding. So now you're out there, for example, and you're taking some of the visual stuff that you've got created creatively, in level two videos and things like that. And now you are harnessing the power of Instagram or doing the social media posts and whatever, YouTube channels, whatever, right? So it's level one, level two, level three. Now I think that what happens for a lot of people was that they put the tile down before the cabinets are up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> they, they wanna hurry up and get the level three or they wanna hurry up and start getting marketing stuff done. And I gotta tell you, Candy, I hear horror stories all the time of people who have said to me, oh my God, I spent all this money on marketing stuff. Mm -hmm. I got developed in level two, or I spent all this money on coaches and it didn't work. And I did stuff in social media or online marketing or offline marketing and none of it worked. This one guy said, Jerry, I've got two black eyes and a bloody nose to prove it. <laughs> and when I start to have conversations with them and I, I muscle test their brand to see where they're strong, where they're weak and what the missing pieces may be. Well, one of the main reasons why a lot of that stuff didn't work is because they didn't root it in a brand. Hmm. But then they thought they had a brand because they think a brand is a logo. Right. They think it's something that you can see. And I tell people all the time, well, listen, if you have a hard time understanding that a brand is more than simply the aesthetics and the look of your brand, let's take Coke and Pepsi. I doubt if the Coca-Cola people prefer Coke because it's in a red can and the Pepsi people because mm -hmm. it's in a blue can. It's what's inside the can that counts. And the problem may be that you don't know what's inside your can. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Hmm. So therefore, you end up saying the wrong things to the right people or the right things to the wrong people. Either way, it spells, it spells trouble, it spells challenge, because you haven't put out something that is highly differentiated and distinctive. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, anything you do in level two and level three is already set up to not work.
Mm -hmm. And so, so my part of my job is to do what? Is to help them avoid mistakes, to help them be able to get past those barriers, stuff, by the way, that the marketing people are not going to tell them or point them out because marketing people, a lot of them, I, I got to watch what I say here. A lot of them, though, want to simply sell the shiny objects, mm. right? So the kind, of, the kind of core work that I do is not glamorous. Like one woman said to me, oh, I get what you do. You do the upfront thinking. You let people, other people do the decorating. I go, you got it. Mm-hmm. I said, sometimes I got to go in there and tear, tear it up and build it back up with them. And she says, I appreciate that. She said, yeah, I, I, we, we need someone like you. And I go, yeah, because I'm going to make you eat your vegetables. That's what I do. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So therefore, so, so the kind of work that I do is not expensive. Well, and I, I have a, a question regarding, you know, talking about like the brand and being recognized too. So you're developing a brand that hopefully people will, you know, recognize you're going to draw them to you. Um, so it seems like you would kind of want that to stay, you know, the same at the same time you hear, you know, you can't keep it the same forever. You have to have a refresh and have something that's new and original. So, you know, can you talk about the balance between, you know, still having that identity where you're recognized yet? When is it time to kind of refresh that brand? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I typically work with people who are in one of four spaces. Okay. The first person is the the person who's got a dream, (laughs) a concept, an idea, an invention. This could be the person who got laid off, right? This could be the person who says, I'm going to go into business for myself. And so that is that person who is fresh, right? Right out into right out of the gate who wants to go into business for her or herself or himself. Okay. Then I have the second person. The second person is someone who is um, employed. Okay. They got a they got a day job. However, they have a business on the side. Mm-hmm. So what do we call that candy in our gig economy? <laughs> they got the side hustle yes. <laughs> that they want to make their, their, their full-time hustle, mm-hmm. right? So I get some of those, okay? And then I have the person who is number three, and that's one who is, has already started up, okay? They are in the, they're in that startup phase. However, they've probably been in business for less than a year, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the fourth person, the fourth level is the person who's doing it full time. So they may be a veteran. uh, They may be at it for a while, whatever. Now, within that context of that, I often get people who are either full time or part time and they want to do what? They want their brand to have more impact. Mm -hmm. That's called rebranding. Okay. Now, Rebranding is when you have made the decision that you are going to re-engineer, reimagine, retool, refresh, revamp, reinvigorate your brand so that you can stay ahead of the curve. Mm -hmm. Now, your question, when do you do that? You do that in order to stay ahead of your competition. So big companies, for example, rebrand all the time. Mm -hmm. They're rebranding every year or two. And it's not just visually, okay? That can be part of it. But they're, re, they're rebranding strategically to make sure that they are still looked upon as being number one in their space. 
So when I work with any kind of entrepreneur, any kind of independent professional, solopreneur, service, typically owners of service-based businesses, that's my sweet spot, how to brand mm -hmm. services, because that's a whole different, different thing. I always tell people, I want you to own your greatness. I want you to make the decision that it's your time. Mm -hmm. That it's your time to claim your space and assume your throne. To realize that you not only are on this planet for a reason, but that you were born to stand out and not blend in. Mm. And to recognize if you are spiritual, because they do call me the Brandon Evangelist, <laughs> that in order for your God, whoever your God may be, whatever your spiritual beliefs may be, doesn't matter. In order for your God to get a blessing to you, he has to be able to bless others through you. And nobody can bless others. He cannot bless others through you if no other business looks like you mm. or sounds like you. That's the only way he can do that. Okay. Mm. So he can only bless others through you if no other business looks like you or sounds like you. So therefore, you have to embrace the idea that you're not going to appear or sound like anybody else. Because the moment you allow, you create that perception, then the consumer labels you as being a me too, whatever. You are now, you're allowing the consumer to commoditize you or label you as being generic, which means in their eyes, you're just another slice in the loaf. You're just another penguin in the flock. You're just another sheep in the herd. Now, <laughs> when you were in that, kind of perception where you've been commoditized, you're forced to compete on price mm -hmm. and availability. But brands like Nike and Starbucks have shown us that the products they offer are less important than the brands they market and sell because we live in a brand conscious world. So therefore, I tell people that if you are stepping into and affirming your greatness, then the thing that you have to embrace is that you are what? Designer made. Mm -hmm. There, you are not off the rack. Right. Everyone's unique. Right? Come on now. Come on. <laughs> now, you'd be surprised at how challenged that is for a lot of people. Mm. Because if I ask the question, well, what makes you unique? What makes you distinct? It's two different things. Mm. The response that I get usually has something to do with their credentials. Mm resume stuff and i go no the question was what makes you unique what makes you distinct not what makes you admirable hmm. interesting anybody can beat a resume mm -hmm. <laughs> and i tell people well if you have if you have the if you feel the need to want to tell people about your degrees and certifications and where you went to school and and on and on and on tell your parents they'll be impressed <laughs> right. Come on now. I mean, listen, <laughs> nowadays when you're talking to a prospect, all they want to know is how are you different and why are you better? Right. And how are you going to help them with the problem that they have? Because that's and what they really want is the answer to their problem. That's one thing they want, Candy. There's four <laughs> things that people buy in brand. Okay. Number one is that, yes, solve a problem. But there's three other things that people buy. Number two, can you give me a better outcome? What do I mean? Well, this is what I'm doing. This is what I've thought of doing. This is what 
I've done in the past. This is what somebody suggested that I do. Can you give me a better alternative? Mm -hmm. a, better, a, a better outcome? What are the advantages that you offer? Number three, can you perform a miracle? <clears throat> what do I mean? So this is me being that prospect. Well, Candy, I'm in dire straits right now. <laughs> it's really tough. Can you turn this situation around? Can you reverse it? Can you turn my midnight into day? Can you make what may seem impossible to me possible? Mm -hmm. Now see, in the branding universe, there's a concept called miracle branding. Now, the extreme example of this within this context are brands that say stuff like lose 20 pounds in 20 days. Mm. I'll show you how. Oh, I can get rid of your belly fat in 10 days. I'll get rid of your migraine headache in five minutes. Men, use the ab machine and you can have a six pack in 30 days on the couch, right? So there is that aspect of it, right? It's, a, it's the fantasy. But the heart of miracle branding is when you are saying to your prospect that what your work is about is bringing forth possibilities mm -hmm. that they never knew were possible, that will show up in their eyes as you've made the impossible possible. And therefore, those new possibilities that you are going to stand for and bring forth are no longer limited by their past. Mm -hmm. And the fourth thing that people pay for is an emotional payoff. If they work with you, can they stop experiencing some kind of negative emotion? Mm -hmm. People don't want to be stressed out. They don't want to feel inadequate, worried. As you know, there's hundreds of negative emotions that human beings do not want to experience. I always tell the story, Candy, when I used to work at PNG, I used to co-manage a little brand that maybe a lot of your listeners have heard of called Cascade Detergent. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I remember my mom buying that when I was a kid, too. For our, yep. Back in the day when dishwashers first, I remember our first dishwasher was actually not even installed. You had to, like, push it over to the sink. <laughs> <laughs> that well, was. <laughs> but the, the typical Cascade commercial was we'd have somebody reach into a dishwasher, pull out a glass, hold it up to a light source, and go, oh, my God, spots. Mm -hmm. I can't put these glasses out. My mom will be here in 15 minutes. I got company coming in 30 minutes. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Oh, well, you should have used Cascade because we'll get your dishes virtually spotless, right? <laughs> I remember that commercial. <laughs> what we discovered is that would grow the sales, and this is the heart of branding as well, but this is called purchase motivations. Motivations. What lied at the heart of the purchase motivation for Cascade was the fact that people did not, not want to feel embarrassed by how their dishes look coming out of the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. So we created a whole branding campaign called No Embarrassing Moments. Shot yes. our sales through the roof. Mm -hmm. So if you are an owner listening in right now, understand that people are not buying your services or your product. They're not really buying your brand per se. What they're buying is what are they going to gain? from mm -hmm. you. Number one, will you solve a problem? Number two, can you provide me better outcomes? Number three, can you perform a miracle? Number four, can you provide me some kind of emotional relief? And mm -hmm. if you tie a ribbon around that cam candy, name it, frame it, blab it, and grab it, be in it, and, and walk in it, it spells what? 
your hot undeniable benefit to your client mm -hmm. because now you are selling the sizzle and not the steak because at the end of the day, you've got to sell the bubbles, not the champagne. Often <laughs> candy is the whiff of the coffee, not the coffee. <laughs> brands are bought emotionally. People are going to yeah. work with you emotionally, not logically. And that's part of the problem with a lot of people today. They're too freaking logical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in their messaging, when I go to their websites, they're so intelligent and blah, blah, blah. No one's, that's information. Mm -hmm. You got to make heart connections, not head connections. That's a, that's a part of messaging. That's a whole nother conversation, which, which has to do with your messaging. Right. That's a great tip though. But I also have a question because I've, I've heard people talking about, you know, having your personal brand versus, you know, like, obviously that makes sense for like, if you're an independent person and you're a coach or, or something like that, and you are your company, but what about someone like me that has an actual company? Like I'm affordable, bookkeeping and payroll. Should I be trying to brand the company? Should I try to be standing out myself? Like, what do you recommend for someone in that situation? My gut, my gut is that you brand you candy messer mm -hmm. known for business health for you. Mm -hmm. I flipped it on you because you are your brand. Mm -hmm. And I have a hunch that if I were to talk to your clients, they would say, oh, candy, mm -hmm. candy, candy. They bought you, my dear. Mm. Okay. <laughs> now, business health for you, which I think is great, by the way, that I would pivot around what's called your secret sauce. Mm. That you've got something called the biz help for you system or process or method that becomes your shining jewel, your crowning jewel anchored in the candy messer DNA, which says that you have a unique way of pulling off something as an outcome for your clients and like nobody else. Hmm. Because nobody thinks like you, follows up like you, services clients like you. Hmm. That's what you do the way you do it. And so now you get to take everything that makes up who you are up to this point to this journey in your business and it all is part of your dna and the cool thing candy is that nobody can duplicate it nobody nobody can nullify it imitate it negate it because unless you have a twin there's only one you yep it's only me <laughs> so. so in other words candy brand your brilliance mm. brand okay. yourself around when you sparkle and when you radiate mm. Perfect. This has been great information. I know, you know, we've only started to scratch the surface, but you know, we're coming to the end of the time that we have available for today. So what I would love for you to do first is just share, do you have a promotion or anything you would love to share with our listeners? And, um, and then also if so, how they can connect with you? Um, I don't have a promotion per se because I, I give, but I don't take, mm -hmm. but I'll put out my cell uh, because if people, I, here's what I, okay. So I, I love people to muscle test their brand, okay? Mm -hmm. So I created this, this uh, assessment where people can, in three to five minutes, rate themselves in 25 key strategic big branding areas to see where they're strong, where they're weak, and where the missing pieces may be. So okay. they simply send me a text at area code 310-382-6539. Put your name in the text in the word quiz. I'll get you set up and you can see where you stand. Because you know the whole thing, and I appreciate the question. 
you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to branding because it's so misunderstood. And the worst thing for someone to do is to act like they do know what they don't know or what they don't know is not that important. Put your ego aside. My God. I mean, you know, I, <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing. Because what I what part of my gift, as I've been told, is that I create these incredible aha moments for people where people all of a sudden see something they never thought or saw before just by me getting them to like go down a certain path to look at it a different way. Mm-hmm. So people have to just stop being attached. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the greatest brands on the planet do what they go against the flow and not the, and not with the flow. Mm. Okay. You have to be willing to paint outside the line. You, you got to get out of this box that so many people put themselves into. This is the way I've always done it. This is what <laughs> others do. Oh, my God. You know, then stay stuck, right? right. If you want to have a breakthrough, if you want to have a quantum leap in terms of your income, your sales, and your impact, then you make the decision that you're going to what? Big brand yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you deserve it. So 310-382-6539. Jerry with a G. (laughs) Thank you. Well, thank you, Jerry. I really appreciate your taking the time to be on this show today and sharing your expertise. This has been great. Oh, thank you. It was my pleasure. This was fun. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, I appreciate the invitation. Thanks. Well, and I want to thank the listeners also for tuning into this episode today. I hope you found the topic interesting and that it answered some questions about branding that will get you customers quickly, easily, and affordably. If you have any questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Jerry at his cell number that he gave or send us a message at media at abandp.com. And would you please share this episode with those you know? I'd greatly appreciate your support. Next week's topic is virtual selling in the digital era. I hope you can join us for this presentation. And please remember to connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. You can also find the podcast posted on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to This Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday. Have a terrific week.